Okay. Listen up, people. We're back. Uh, hey, oh, oh, oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> we're back, and we are at Chili's. We're at Chili's. Just kidding. We would never be at Chili's. Remember back when we did an episode called The Dundies? Yes. Of our podcast? Mm-hmm. And it was about an episode of The Office called The Dundies. Yes, also. I remember. And we recorded it at Chili's? Yeah, how could, could I forget? You could clearly tell because of all the background noise. And of us ordering stuff. Yeah, we were ordering on mic and stuff. Well, some sassy listeners thought we weren't at Chili's. And they've been doubting us. But we were at Chili's. And to prove it, we're we're really going to go to Chili's this time. Like we did last time. <laughs> <laughs> the same exact situation is going to happen again to prove that it happened last time. And I think if you listen to it, you'll hear that it's the same background noise. Yeah, and then just take what we say for fact and blindly follow us versus try to question us. Yeah, no more questioning. Questioning is done now. <laughs> Welcome to the A5. We're talking about an episode called Cocktails. That's right. It came out on a date. February 22nd, 2007. Awesome. You had it. Let's talk about whether or not Wikipedia is the best thing ever when we talk about the description of what happened in this episode. In this episode, Michael, Dwight, Jim, and Karen attend a cocktail party at CFO David Wallace's house, not his initials. While there, Michael and Jan make their relationship public. Karen makes Jim uncomfortable by pointing out all of her ex-boyfriends in attendance. And Dwight inspects the home. Meanwhile, the rest of the office goes to a bar. And Pam tries to be more honest with Roy. Pretty good. Pretty good uh, description. Yeah, she tries. Well, she is more honest. Well, Pammy is getting what she wants. Not necessarily. And what she wants is to be yelled at and to be nearby violence. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes she doesn't this get This is your she... fault, Pam. She should take a, a page out of Mick Jagger's playbook and realize that you can't always get what you want. That's true. Just most of the time. Okay, so I had an idea. All right. Let's play with the format a little bit of our podcast and put the Finer Things Club toward the end of the podcast. Okay. And I was thinking, because then we could use that as an opportunity to cover anything that we didn't already mention. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Because sometimes the things in Finer Things Club could go into another segment, but it's not really clear whether or not we'll mention them later. And then we have to kind of backtrack if we do. Yeah, that's a good idea. And if we, I mean, it's kind of... We're just saying, oh, remember that one time? Haha, <laughs> that was funny. Okay, moving on. That's right. That's, yeah. that, that is our whole doing. podcast. We've been doing that for two years, but <laughs> okay. I guess it's fine if we want to change it now. So we're going to move it toward the end, maybe before characters, maybe after characters, around then. And we're going to really be at Chili's for a, a uh, chunk of this episode coming up. Teasers. That's right. And spoilers. Yeah, check out our Instagram. There's photo evidence. Okay, so great Scott Productions and Trivia. The director was someone that we both know, right? Personally. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. He did Lost, Star, Star Trek. Star Wars. And oh. Star Wars, too. Star Wars? Okay. And right now, he's wrapping up post-production on the... Well, I don't want to say that. There's but another Star Wars coming out? There's always going to be another Ugh. Star Wars for the rest of your and my life. <laughs> your and my life yeah. um, forever is what I'm saying well I mean this kind of reminds me of 
our last episode where we said, oh, we know this director, but we know nothing that he's done. <laughs> but this time, we know things he's done. Well, I've never seen any of those movies. Mission Impossible 3? No. Okay. <laughs> you really haven't no. seen anything. Lost? No. No. Alias? No. I've seen one thing by him, I think. I can't recall it at this time, though. <laughs> well, I haven't seen any of his shows, but I've seen those movies. And it's his first such credit for The Office, which sounds like a teaser that he's going to be doing it again later. Ooh. I don't know if that's true. That's what it sounds like. We'll keep our eyes open. And it was written by Paul Lieberson, who's A.K.A. Toby, Toby Flenderson. That's right. He's a good writer. Yeah, he is good. At least he's got that going for him. Uh, yeah, sad sack. Um, oh, so... wait, T Toby? Yeah. Oh, or Paul Lieberson. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Lieberson, I'm sure, is just like a well-adjusted normal person that has... Yeah. Like, not divorced. He has like 10 wives. <laughs> Which is better. <laughs> Which is better. Um... Should we talk about the deleted scenes? Let's talk about those deleted scenes. So there's a few that stood out. One of them was, um, so the, the office employees, they all go to Poor Richards. Why are they going to Poor Richards? Just for a happy hour? Because Michael is leaving early. Oh, that's right. They feel like they can leave early. Okay. The server knows Meredith, and he also knows all the other coworkers because Meredith is there so often and presumably talks about all of them. That I thought was really cute. Yeah. Well, also kind of sad, but. <laughs> and he was able to identify them all from their appearance alone. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Not like their personality. Yeah. So she must talk about how they look a lot. Yeah. Hmm. And the only deleted scene I thought was super memorable was Angela and Oscar just talking about how bad the chicken wings are there and kind of like giving each other a smile like we're both better than this place yeah and it was a kind of a cute bonding moment yeah um should we do crack open a cold open yeah magic <laughs> this is the cold open of the episode it's michael the magic <laughs> <laughs> just the magic yep it does start with him getting strapped into an escape thing that by his own free will yeah, and by his own assistant regional manager, except not really, because Jim is, but whatever Dwight is. <laughs> assistant to the magician. I never really noticed that there's one strap that goes like between his legs, and that <laughs> when it starts, Dwight is yanking up on that yeah. strap, like right on his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. And then he puts the chains on. Yeah, so he's got a uh, straight jacket, chains over that, and... A lock right in the middle. And a... Apparently, he learned this at Magic Camp. Yeah, with a bunch of kids. But, I mean, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. At least that's what he says. That kids like magic. Only people at Magic Camp were kids. Yeah. Because... Persona non grata. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of kids at Magic Camp, that's for sure. Right, so basically, he says he's going to escape. Uh, builds it up. I do love when he as you mentioned, stands up from behind the desk saying, magic, magic, magic. And that's how he like gets everyone's attention. <laughs> and then he kind of, it kind of reminds me of later on when they're doing parkour in the office mm -hmm. um, because he just rolls all over the chairs and then rolls on the floor like in a circle after he realizes that he's lost the key from his mouth and it's landed in a spot that Jim can put his shoe over. So Right, it like, he drops it out of his mouth and, and oh by the way 
it's so obvious that he has the key in his mouth like he's like not hiding it at all everyone can see that his cheek is full but of key uh, full of key <laughs> a quiche and ev- so everyone knows what he's gonna do i guess yeah but there's no backup like he knows he can't get out of this any other way so yeah and then in the next scene he's um his hair is all messed up and he says on an unrelated note if anyone sees a small brass key as if this would be impressive when he finally eventually does get out he's gonna be like Aha! <laughs> like it'd be like the cameraman could like anybody could have gotten out and question how do you think he does get out yeah that is a good question we don't see the end of that <laughs> the end of the day jim just brings the key in good thing uh jan's still not requesting minute uh, by minute right of what he does all day because <laughs> today would be pretty bleak <laughs> 9 a.m. Magic trick. <laughs> Rest of the day. Five. I don't know. He closed the blinds with his feet and and we heard some groaning. <laughs> That's it. 5 p.m. Got out of the straitjacket. I do like extreme bondage. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear Kevin go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good. I really like this cold open. Me too. It's a little bit over the top. But not too over the top. And it's, I mean, he's been going to magic camp right yeah we learned that he yeah and that's one of his the top secrets yeah he promised he would never tell anyone dwight so dwight knows where he learned this exactly and he presumes to know that um how he's going to get out by dislocating his shoulder and pulling it out but Mm -hmm. it's just the key (laughs) yeah that's true it reminds me of arrested development where he's like i'm gonna a puff of smoke will appear and then who should appear in the cage far above me? And they'll be like, a guy that kind of looks like you? And he's like, no. <laughs> not how I do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> but they just like immediately guess it correctly. Um, I had a friend in college who joined the Magic Club. Mm-hmm. And he did it only to impress girls. And I thought that was so dumb because I was like, there's no way that girls are going to be impressed by this. But he learned a few tricks and he would just pull them out at restaurants and stuff. And girls would like... Like five girls would come over to watch his trick. Wow. And then he started telling the girls how um, he was doing the tricks. Oh. And then someone in a cape came up to him on campus and said, hey, if you keep telling people how we're doing the tricks, you're going to be kicked out of Magic Club. So if you keep wearing a cape out in public, <laughs> you're going to get kicked out of Magic Club because <laughs> you're giving us a bad name. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell people the tricks. Doesn't he know that? But also nobody's impressed by the trick. It's the truth. The, the secret it's the trick you use it for yeah exactly plus then is he trying to make his wiener disappear <laughs> no that was not the trick it was just a card trick okay but do like our girls like oh i'm gonna hang out with you for the rest of the night well i mean he would hopefully i mean his goal was that then they would realize that he was charming oh okay was he yeah actually he was really charming oh. so it did work for a little while. He was trying all sorts of things to get girls to notice him. This is how you met him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. He told you later. That's why he learned it. And you're like, oh, is that like how we met? <laughs> no, unfortunately. I wish that would have been a great way to meet someone. But alas. Well, um, I think that the, if you're going to learn tricks, you want to impress people, just learn sleight of hand. That's always like really cool to see. Yeah. Nobody wants to see these like giant tricks where it's like, and the answer is I had the th- solution all along. <laughs> and it's like, you know, cause that's how like most tricks are. Like, yeah. the, the, how, how did you get out of there? It's like the secret is I was never in there. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's how it works. Yeah, exactly. 
I think just, uh, this opening, cold opening, is misdirecting us from the rest of the episode. <laughs> it totally is. I don't even know how to get... How did, how did that even get here? I don't know. Abracadabra, let's do How the Turntables. Okay. Um, we covered Michael the Magic. Michael the Magic, and then almost immediately after that, Early Worm gets the worm. Because then yeah. Jim says, what, are they friends? Or? Yeah, another worm. <laughs> yeah, and then... Really? That another worm? <laughs> you can't really miss that one because then Dwight corrects it. He yeah. says, it's early bird gets the worm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joy. Appreciate yeah. it. And then Michael's using some Latin throughout. Yeah. And I can't tell. I looked up the definitions of these phrases, and I still can't tell if they're used correctly or incorrectly. The first one is ergo de facto. I'm more used to hearing ipso facto. Oh, that's right. I think that when I typed in ergo de facto, it came up as ipso de facto and then ergo it's two different things right but but it did seem not completely wrong either because it was no. like ergo which means like kind of like although or, or something. therefore or yeah something. therefore yeah but so it'd be like therefore it's a fact you know but i don't know because it seems like that should have been more wrong right yeah it does for a michaelism but yeah. it, but it isn't that common uh like ipso facto is i've never heard ipso facto oh really used like, what does that a- mean what does that mean that I've never heard it? I'm an uncultured swine. Ipso facto, you're uncultured. (laughs) (laughs) By that very fact or act, the enemy of one's enemy may be ipso facto a friend. So I think that would kind of be, yeah, right? By that very fact or act. Yeah, so it'd be like uh, he's using a context of good friends show up at parties early, therefore show up early or ipso facto ergo de facto show up early become a really good friend ipso facto would be right because it'd be like by that act you've become a friend okay um but it's weird and yeah and it's totally misunderstanding of the social dynamic yes it it does that's that's the real point here is that the real mistake you you shouldn't show up hours early to a party when the hostess is still out of the shower with a towel around her head yeah exactly (laughs) not not at all turned on the lights or anything for this party like, yeah, and then with the potato salad. That's the first time that we see the potato salad, and it is kind of like a, a thread throughout. The potato salad? Yeah. Oh, throughout this episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the rest of the office. <laughs> I wish. Michael's potato salad. It's like he just keeps getting more and more skeptical about it. <laughs> He's like, well, I took it back, and I, I left know. it in my heated car, and then I left it at the office for a month, so you never know. Don't open it. <laughs> uh, he says, Lee Iacocca, um the failed DeLorean. Yeah, David Wallace says. I think that's kind of a phrasing mistake because obviously the DeLorean was John DeLorean, not Lee Iacocca, who was... he the created, Chrysler CEO. Yeah, he created the Mustang and the Pinto for Ford. I guess the Pinto was a failed experiment. And then he <laughs> became the Chrysler CEO. And he just died July this year, 2019. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And when he died, I was like, ah. The office. R.I.P. to... <laughs> The Icoca and his failed experiment with Deloria. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never heard of him besides this. But one interesting fact is that BJ Novak's family was, or his dad was really good friends with Lee Iacocca. Oh, okay. So that's maybe where that came from. Yeah, maybe. And so the other Latin, you want to bring that one up? Yeah. Uh, persona non grata. Yeah. Which is actually used correctly, right? It is, yeah. Because kids aren't allowed in sandals. They're personal. They're unwelcome. <laughs> yeah. It's like he learned a couple Latin phrases to use at this fancy dinner party. And I would say that 
it actually worked pretty well. So that is Latin? It's not like Italian? Maybe. I just assumed. I mean, it's a romance language. So, yeah. Yeah, he uses that one right. What a disappointment to learn that that was correct. <laughs> I thought that was correct, but I'm like, but the fact that he said it must mean it's wrong, right? And yeah, I looked it exactly. Up and I was like, no, it is correct. Well, this is going to have to go into our segment, how the how the tables have turned, <laughs> where Michael says things surprisingly correctly. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's move on to some references with Kevin's chilies. Well, we get my humps again. Apparently, he hasn't changed his ringtone. Wow, yeah. Um, this was at the... He also had this during Ben Franklin when they were throwing the um, the bachelor party. Yeah. You know, Black Eyed Peas used to be a hip-hop group. Oh. And then they got a new singer called Fergie. <laughs> and they became both more and less respected. <laughs> and Fergie did her own thing. Will I Am did his own thing. He was in the Wolverine origin story. <laughs> yeah. Not as Wolverine. <laughs> Some other guy, I think. Um, we got some references to food and drinks, like shrimp, bagel bites. <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> Have you heard of shrimp? Shrimp TM. They're like small things. <laughs> with um, with a stripe of um, feces on the top. Yes. Which um, I feel like everybody knows. Bagel bites. Yeah. Everyone should know that by now. Mm-hmm. So, And also catering companies should know that, especially ones that are being. Yeah. Take that ish off there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's uh, not good. It's poop. There's no nutritional poop. value. Poop is raining from my shrimp. Poop. A reference to beer. I think that uh, when Pam brings up her beers and says, I need a light beer, you only see a little bit of it. I think it might be a yingling, though. That's one. Of, that's the oldest beer yeah. in the country. Um, And just as a, uh, just a little facto de ergo, um, at Poor Richards, there's a sign for fat tire. Which is from Fort Collins, Colorado, and is not, at this time, has not been distributed to that side of the country yet. Um, At the time of this. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, I don't know. I just... But now it's everywhere because of their new brewery in Asheville, North Carolina. That's right. If you're in the area, check it out. It's right on the river. Go on the tour. It's probably good. Thanks, New Belgium, for sponsoring us. (laughs) I wish. And the other beers I see are without labels. It's probably Coors or something. Well, I mean, one of them is like a green bottle beer, probably Rolling Rock, but they literally don't have the label on it. Like, like Dwight oh. tore it off because that's that's a good way of doing it. And they'll do that in shows because they don't want to have the complicated legalities of showing the trademark, I yeah. guess. Although they put the fat tire sign up there. so Yeah, interesting. But, uh, but I just tear the labels off mine because I'm uh, fidgety. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And also, just in case someone films me, I don't have to deal with the legalities of the trademark. <laughs> they would just like blur out your face, but not your beer can. That's right. <laughs> um, what else do you have for references besides shrimp and bagel bites? There's a game they play called, what is it called? Heads Up 7 Up? No, that's not the game. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What is that called? It's Up Something. Up Penny? <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? I don't know. What do they say? They up something, down something. Up chickens? Oh, down chickens? Is it called up chickens? That's what I thought. But it's actually called up Jenkins. And when I was oh, listening back to it, Jenkins. I, That's maybe right. they were saying that. Because I, I always heard chickens until I looked it up. Although up Jenkins 
is also referred to as up chickens in the Midwestern states. So had I lived there, I'd be correct, but I don't. Up chickens? I neither up do that. Jenkins. Like Minnesota. I can so. see how that would be um, misconstrued. Plus, I thought it's like the way you like move your arms, it looks like chickens. Little chicken heads. Yeah. Oh, sometimes it's known by the shortened name Jenkins. Thank you. It's just called Jenkins, yeah, not up Jenkins? because it's shorter and saves so much time. <laughs> you want to play Jenkins? Up Jenkins or down Jenkins? Both Jenkins. Let's play. It's Let's a party play. game in which players conceal a small coin, ring, button, etc. in their palm as they slap it on the table with their bare hands. The goal is for the game as the team without the coin to identify which hand the coin is under. Seems really boring to me, but... I mean, I it's, guess not. it's good for if you're drinking a little bit and you have a lot of people and you don't want to talk. If you don't have anything to talk about. Mm -hmm. If you don't have anything nice to say, you should play Up Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> you know that adage? That, yeah, that common phrase. Addy is short for adage, right? <laughs> That's right. No, wait. Speaking of Midwest states, there's a band playing in the background when right before uh, Roy flies off the handle, it is Kansas. Oh. The band, and it's Wayward Son. Where are they from? I actually don't know. That's a good question. I hope they're from Kansas, but... Girl, wayward son. So, whenever a band is named after a place, yeah. it, it's like, are they from there? But then, when they are from there, it's even lamer. Like, when I think about living in a city and then naming my band the name of the city or the name of the state I live in, it's like, how, how f***ing stupid is that? Like, it's only cool if you aren't there. Because you got to think about this band is starting in a place where it'd be like, I'm from New Mexico. So it'd be like, oh, my band's called New Mexico. And they'd be like, oh, what an Like, how do you rise up through the ranks with such a, such a dickest name? Actually, they were, they are from Topeka, Kansas. God. <laughs> Kansas. How dare you? Well, they didn't know Kansans. back then. When did they start? Ugh. 70s? They probably didn't know about being cool. 1969. And they were in a band. Their band was originally called Reasons Why. Well, that's a way better name. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go on to a segment I like to call uh, fashion show. Fashion show. Fashion show. At in, lunch. In el muerzo. Fashion show, fashion show, fashion show at Old Richard's Pub. <laughs> or a cocktail party. What do you got? Um. Well, I mean, the most iconic fashion moment would be when Michael and Dwight... Um, first get to the party and realize that Michael is wearing the same exact colored shirt and tie as the servants, <laughs> Just the a.k.a. Catering the catering company. <laughs> yeah, the servants. And immediately Dwight is is willing to switch his shirt. And honestly, I think that his shirt looks pretty bad on Michael, especially with that plum colored tie. Right. He should have traded that too. Yeah. Dwight, meanwhile, was dressed the way he always dresses. What is he wearing for the rest of the time? The maroon shirt, I think. He is? Yeah, he switches. Okay. Then he's dressed exactly like the server, but not exactly because he doesn't have the same tie. So at least they're a little bit different. But that's pretty funny because then he's like, crisis averted while he's just standing completely topless. It's Yeah, exactly. It's actually pretty funny, though, because if he was wearing the same shirt as the catering company, it might look a little bit less um, conspicuous that he's up on the roof and, you know, around in the crawl space. Kicking the chimney. Because he's like, he's like a servant, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> mm, maybe. Mm, no. Well, I, I noticed a little bit of fashion that Michael was wearing. What's that? It's a straight jacket for crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> the straight jacket fashion. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't get a lot out of fashion this week. That's okay. 
Don't worry. Okay. There's always I next feel bad, week. though. Don't feel bad. I took the most obvious one. It's cool to um, make these segments really short, though. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go on down to, we got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this, where we talk about the documentary stylings. Um, what did you get for this? What did you notice? Well, I have one really big one, which okay. is Roy at the end saying, I'm going to kill Jim Halpert. And then the documentary crew is like, man, next episode is going to kill it in the ratings yeah, when, when someone exactly. dies. <laughs> like, aren't they mandatory reporters in like some cases? To be like, I don't know, like maybe like Threaten. go grab someone when Dwight's talking to a kid in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, right? Like, why are you just in here filming? <laughs> That's true. It's even weirder that there's a cameraman in there too. It's actually better because then, like, you'd be like, "What were you doing to my son up there, or with my son?" And they'll be like, "It's all on film. <laughs> Nothing. I was talking about Just rocking chair." And they'll be like, "All right. Why don't you take a seat? <laughs> Why don't you take a seat?" I'm still not happy about this, Dwight. <laughs> I'm still not happy. You're still fired. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what else? What uh, What else do we have? That is really interesting that they left that as the last thought. Of the episode, I'm going to kill Jim Halpert. Yeah. And then I just like really like Jim as a character. So I'm sad that he's going to be dead starting next episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking as a documentary watcher. Oh, man. He was like our, he was like the main person we follow around all I the know, time. And now he's dead because Roy killed him. And, and Roy still works there. What are we going to do with the love triangle? How's that going to resolve? What is this? Some sort of love line? It's <laughs> not even a shape. Um. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, it's still triangle because of Karen. Well, no, I guess it's not because Karen's not in a relationship with either of them. You need Jim. He's the fulcrum of the triangle. Yeah, and Pam Jim is really is. the fulcrum of a different triangle. Yeah. But, but together, they're kind of like a square. But, they are kind of squares. But not really because Roy and Karen aren't connected in any meaningful way. Not yet. Ooh. Once Jim is dead. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I like Jim looking at the camera when... Th- when Michael drops the brass key. He knows that he's got it on mm-hmm. lock, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and then the speakerphone in the car. Oh, right. With Jan. So one of my favorite lines is when she realizes that they're that she's still on speakerphone and then Dwight's in the car and she says, or no, Dwight says, talk to you later, Jan. <laughs> yeah. It's not clear whether or not. Dwight was yeah, hearing that, exactly. but then but then it becomes obvious that he was because he says goodbye. Talk to you later, but Jan. I, it's funny because that's kind of awkward. Like he wasn't getting it. But I do yeah. like when he does the hello, Jan, which is hello, like, Jan. which is like uh, he was doing that like Michael was being awkward. Like he's like, here I am. OK, I'm just going to end this awkwardness by announcing myself. Yeah. And then does Mr. The Dwight Shrew <laughs> does the same thing when he's in the back seat. As they're arguing. Yeah. Don't break up, you guys. Yeah. You guys are really good together. And I'm like, are they? He's like in the dark. Yeah. So you can't see that he's listening. And I think he might be laying down or something. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) He's had a hard night. uh, I mean, this is a good time as any. But question. Why is Jan riding in the car with him at the end? Jan drove her own car there. That's a good question. Even if she were going to go back with Michael, is she going to leave her car at David Wallace's house? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that is bizarre. That, like, Did she have too much to sense. drink? Oh, probably. Even though you don't see her drinking, do you? Well, she's drinking a martini, and then oh. she asks Mrs. Wallace for another martini, but she doesn't give her one. So cut maybe her off. she cut her off. Yeah. Not too good. <laughs> Not too good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jan. Um, 
Mrs. Wallace, speaking of Mrs. Wallace, she almost runs into the camera. She's trying to get away uh-huh. from um, that awkward situation with Dwight. <laughs> um, oh, right. When she's trying to go downstairs. No, she. it's like, before that. It's um, actually the group of people might be Jim, Karen, David Wallace, Jan, I think, is there. And then it's like two of them go away. I think maybe. Hmm. What is the situation? Maybe it's right before they go play basketball but anyway she's walking away really abruptly and the cameraman's right there and almost smacks her in the face wow i'm gonna kill jim halpert <laughs> so the cameraman <laughs> by running into him <laughs> um yeah so i guess you know she probably doesn't have any experience being around cameras yeah that's true uh-huh. um and there's another scene with someone else that probably doesn't have that much experience with the camera i think remember this guy from the meeting the one oh yeah mm-hmm. the uh, other re- the other manager yeah not you know the one that got fired probably oh yeah Ch- uh what's that guy's name Ch- chuckers Harry. yeah <laughs> <No>. chuck <laughs> craigers craigers no Craigers. the other one though yeah and so he, when dwight's asking him if he watches is it battlestar galactica yeah and then he says no and he says well you're an idiot and then that guy looks at the camera like did you see that yeah <laughs> And then they're like, we see it every day. <laughs> we see this all the time. Nothing can shock us. <laughs> and just in general, that there's two documentary crews, because there's one at the party and one at Poor Richard's. Almost none of this episode takes place at the office. Yeah, they're expanding their payroll, apparently. Mm. The documentary crew. And one documentary crew member was lucky enough to get the footage through the bathroom window of Michael saying... No means please don't. <laughs> Slam me up against a wall. <laughs> well, so she's, you know, if Jan saw that, what if they did it? Yeah, is right. Is it going to be in the documentary? Yeah. That Blur is, it out? That's What if weird. it's when you look up, oh my God, there's a camera in the top window. And they're, I mean, you can And they're hear, mic'd up. Yeah, they're mic'd, which makes it seem like the party goers can also hear the conversation, but I guess oh, they can't. I don't know. That's a really good point, because I thought they could hear it too, and they were just ignoring it. Yeah. Oh, it through the door. Just, but it might just be, yeah. Not if I turn this all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Anything else? Oh, I just wanted to say the dash cam is like a little bit higher quality. That's the only camera that's in the cars. Oh, yeah. I like that. But there wasn't one or they didn't record it for Jim and Karen going there. Like Jim and Karen no. just show up. They had a really good time. They probably had the best time. Dwight had a great time. I think he actually had the best time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Pretty fun, didn't Nothing gets him party. down. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about this thing? Oh, our second drink. Um, today I'm having something that I like to call water. It's a glass of unfizzy. It's nice and co- it's chilled. Um, chilled tap water. It is. I had a few too many President Days. Um, at Chili's. So now I'm just drinking water. Good call. If you don't know, the <laughs> tap water in Fort Collins is pretty good. Mm-hmm. When I lived in New Mexico, I had a Brita filter thing on the tap. And then when I moved here, I just took it off because it tasted so good that I'm like, I don't even care if there's lead in it. It's so good. Yeah, I know. And it's clear. No mud. I'm not saying there's lead in it, but if there is, <laughs> you know, whatever's in there, I'm drinking it. It's <laughs> I'm drinking delicious. It. <laughs> uh, but I'm drinking 20-year-old scotch single barrel from Lee Iacocca <laughs> with ice and Splenda. 
Actually, no, it's Kirkland. It's Kirkland Canadian whiskey with ice <laughs> and no Splenda because what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Even though no calories. Yeah, that's true. But, so it's really funny to offer to put Splenda in scotch. Yeah. That's that old. So that you like he already like choked on it. I know. That is probably one of the most embarrassing moments. Well, not as embarrassing as, hi, David Wallace. I'm... Me and Jan are lovers. Are we talking about characters? I think we are. Whoop, whoop. Who's the first ca- character we have on the list here? Oh, do you want to talk with the minor characters, I guess? Yeah. Some of them don't really have a role. Ryan, Kelly. I was interested to see what everyone was drinking at Port Richards. And I think Kelly's having a um, cranberry vodka or something pink. Um, I don't know what else anyone else is drinking. <laughs> Uh, probably a seven and seven cherries blended if you oh, can. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. But I I don't really know how they're able to get all these different drinks when Roy's just like buying around on on me. Oh. By the way, man, that's a lot of money. Deep pockets. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, she said it was important. Yeah, said it was important that you spent a hundred fifty dollars on beers for my um, coworkers. You don't even like. Yeah, on average or below cocktails. Um. Well, speaking of that, there's one character, Angela, who they like ADR in. that goes to a different shot, which we can talk about in a second. But Angela, when Roy says, I'll buy everyone a drink, Angela says, oh, none for me, Roy. But it's like not even on the same shot anymore. It's really weird. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And the shot that it goes to is Toby. Toby. To- trying to <laughs> and succeeding at winning a duck. And that, which apparently it takes them all night to win. And that Pam doesn't even want. She just said it was cute. She just, and also, why did she say that? But she's yeah, just talking. Yeah, that's weird. Sometimes not everything a guy says needs to be said. It's just about the music of conversation. I guess. <laughs> it's like, look at that cute dog. And such an embarrassing moment when she's Don't like. do you have a daughter? And he's like, ah, I do. And I just went to her stupid play. I know. And what you do is art and what they do is not art. <laughs> so I thought you deserved to die. <laughs> It's a payment for Art Duck. <laughs> oh, and then, but then she says, I was looking forward to hanging out with you. And he was like, uh, damn. Maybe I should have done the hanging out thing instead of the winning her over with a gift from and a duck. How much do you think that he spent on trying to get that duck? I don't know, but it took a long time. So you'd think a lot, right? 20 bucks. Yeah. Not as much as Roy spent on buying drinks for people he doesn't like. True. Fair point. I wonder if people are like, I'm going to. I'm going to buy a round on me, you know, but then they go and order it. It's like, well, what are they getting? A pitcher. Oh, okay. Well, a pitcher is cool, but sometimes a round is just like one more of what everyone's having. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, or they haven't had anything yet or I don't know. Maybe he did that. Give me one more of the last thing everyone ordered. I've never done Money that. Money is no object. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Roy. I'm Roy. Um, Who else do we have? We have Kevin. He's not really doing very well at. Chicken Jenkins. He's <laughs> not doing very well with Stacy either. Stacy. Because they set a date. I'd really appreciate some space on this. It's complicated. It's complicated. And uh, his comb over is getting really wispy. It's like seven hairs now. Oh, Kev. Wh- what do you? What's going? What's <laughs> going on through your mind when you have a comb over like that? Because you like you're like having that hair be longer. It's not like an accident. No, I know. It's like you need that to cover up the bald spot. But at some point, it's, like, it's just like like a like a delicate bridge made of 
the finest like you know that's what for, I, like, fairies to walk on i mean my <laughs> my dad had a kind of like a comb over it was a comb over um in the wedding photos it was right before he went all the way bald and i said hey it looks like you had a comb over in these pictures and he's like no that's not a comb over i just parted it on one side and then combed it over oh <laughs> well <laughs> wow he just learned what a, that means no i mean i guess like a comb over the the more innocent one is if all your hair is the same length right yeah yeah and, and then you, you comb over part of it because exactly. you're combing it over like that would be like a part but it's different when the hair that you're combing over is three times the length of the hair on the side of your head yeah then it's like you have a streak of really long hair right there and besides those longer hairs are just going to fall out more quickly that's what happens to longer hair that's true they're, like, they don't have their their buddies with them <laughs> you know they're like the hair is getting older and it's like i remember when this was all friends for as I, <laughs> far as the eye can see and now look just me and you <laughs> it says a wasteland now and uh yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so fashion kevin yeah <laughs> don't ever say that you didn't have anything for fashion don't ever say that well i just now i feel bad because <laughs> what if it was brian baumgartner's hairstyle not kevin's well i hope he doesn't hear this because that would be very inappropriate well if it's any consolation he goes more bald later and owns it yeah and, and then he doesn't because it's like a wick oh yeah toupee toupee yeah mm, okay well we'll get to that we'll get to that fashion yeah what about creed well creed is quite the business man <laughs> 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 he's got a side hustle which is making fake ids at first i thought because a bunch of kids come in and say oh what's up creed i thought that he was a pot dealer right but it's just fake ids could be could be both yeah that's true um and he stole the laminating press from the police station so yeah seems a little unlikely but it's not really how you make ids like driver's licenses no that's not they, no. you, does he not know you can just buy laminating machines if that's truly <laughs> what this is if that's truly what this is well, anyway yeah he swiped it from the sheriff's station imagine going right to the source people that catch you for stealing things and stealing a thing <laughs> from them they never expect he it probably followed dwight on one of his volunteer shifts or something mm -hmm. we're keeping up with angela not drinking but she does leave early for happy hour which seems a little bit out of character. It seems kind of strange that she would go at all because Dwight's not there. Um, and, you know, later on, there's like a time where people are sneaking out early and she doesn't go with them. She stays till the end of the day. So she left early, even though she's not going to drink. And I think it's kind of nice, though. It's like she is trying. Yeah. And in the deleted scenes, Kevin does make a comment. Like, why are you guys here? I didn't think you would come. Like, why would you say that? And that is preceding the um the scene that you mentioned where they are are actually kind of annoyed that they're there <laughs> yeah well they're like uh it's all, all the chicken wings are all fat fat and bones yeah actually sounds good <laughs> yeah what do you want <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah and then we have do we have phyllis not really is she even there she doesn't no. say anything she's probably went home to her bob or no she's she's still on her honeymoon Oh, that's right. What idiots we are. I know. How could we? Um, and uh, Andy, by the way, is still in anger management, as Kieran points out. Oh, yeah. Um, Roy has to be a real boyfriend. He has to do real boyfriend stuff. Let's get into it. 
with Roy and Pam. Um, he also says you can't keep anything from me when she loses Jenkins. Right, because he's able to deduce it. Yeah, and so the she, face. Like, yeah, because she puts down her hand and someone else does too. And he looks at her in her eyes and he's like, you kissed Jim. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Why, I should look in your eyes more often. You can't keep anything from me. And then that combined with the fact that she wants to be more honest. She wants to tell people how it is. She's not the old Pam anymore. That's when she decides to tell Roy what happened. It's yeah, because he says that, and then she realizes that they have a relationship that's restarted, but it's based on a layer of dishonesty, making a really gross lasagna, <laughs> or what do you make? And layer cake. the other layers are: I could have done something, but I didn't. Ask anyone. <laughs> that's right. Um. Right. Roy was trying so hard, and Roy could have done something he was broken up with. Exactly. It's The problem is what she did, because they were still dating then. I know, and I mean, you know what? I don't blame him for getting angry. I guess I would blame him for crashing the mirror and stuff. Like, that's a little bit of an overreaction. But I don't blame him for being mad, you know? Yeah. They, they were engaged. It's a lot to uh, dump on someone. Yeah, he broke off the... Or she broke off the engagement because of that. Yeah, so he, Roy's there with his brother Kenny, who sold jet skis but didn't make a lot of money or something. I don't really. Clear. I don't know what happened. I think maybe they got crashed and he got an insurance settlement or something. I don't know. Uh, so it was like he unloaded the jet skis and took he took a bath on them and like other phrases. I don't really understand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Kenny. But yeah, they have some money to spend, and because yeah, they got jet ski money. But uh, when. He, when he finds that out, I think the thing that makes you turn against him before the throwing things is the, is the, that's the problem I'm listening. Yeah. I don't, it feels weird, but I guess I'm glad it was in public because Roy turns out to be quite the rageaholic. But, yeah. And I don't know if he'd like ever shown any signs of doing that before. It doesn't seem like it because she immediately breaks it off this time. So it doesn't seem like he would have done that in the past and she was cool with it. But I don't know. Maybe that was old Pammy. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I think that, you know, if you're willing to do that in public, what would he be willing to do in, in private or like what yeah. has has happened in the past? So, And that can still be a g big part of like being abusive is like destroying other things and stuff, you know? Yeah, like exactly. Because that's still emotionally abusive. Yeah. Uh, to everyone at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But Kenny smashes a bar stool on the floor the, he just was waiting for roy to he snap so that he could snap he was like man just go crazy at some point that's why you shouldn't uh take out your feelings on getting really drunk it's true and if you do don't do it at your work party do it with your brother out some somewhere else that's what have happened before yeah it's true but yeah i mean they just got back together and this is the end and let's talk about pam she gets that beer she wanted Lights a light. She's going to start saying what she wants. Uh, she kind of learns this a couple times, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because later on, like way later on, she's just a different character. True. She's very assertive, almost pushy, and sometimes shrill. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now she's so meek and... You know, she considers stepping out, like actually asking for the beer that she ordered. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little like yawny. She's got to like own her decisions. Yeah. And, oh, 
I just, what was she thinking? That she wasn't going to have to have that conversation? Exactly. Like, like they should have had that. I thought, I thought they would have had it before. They it, should have had it the night of the Phyllis's wedding or before that. When they broke up? Well, I guess she didn't want to admit that was why. Yeah. And Jim did kiss her. Yeah. She lingered for a long time. And then they kissed again. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pam, that's sketchy. But at least he said, I'm going to kill Jim Halpert instead of I'm going to kill Pam. Right. That, that's classic, like, misdirection. I know. Michael the magic. Magic. <laughs> no, but magic, yeah, like, magic. what is that? People get mad at the other person. Yeah. Like, instead of the person that they should actually be mad at. But yeah. We don't need Roy to be any madder at anyone, so I guess it's good. We'll yeah. see you next time. I know, and it's a really good build up for my favorite episode ever next week. Oh, yep. yep. See, don't let, don't spoil it. Oh, come on. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, well, anyway, let's not talk about depressing Pam and Roy anymore. Because this Boring. is over. This is so over. This is so. You're right. This is so over. Oh, wait. One thing I forgot about in the camera thing is when Pam storms out, there's already a cameraman outside filming the door. What's that all about? I mean, he's not filming the door. He's like filming the sign or something. Like he was oh. getting B-roll footage. for, And then he like zips over and when the door opens, like, oh, who's leaving? What if it was just some person? Why are you filming me? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Good thing my beer doesn't have a label. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving with it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then in the, a deleted scene, we see her leaving, like pulling out, um, in her car, and she's crying. So, um, there's a whole deleted scene wrap up to this episode. One of the classic ones where Michael's doing voiceover about how it was a night, and it shows them, and it shows Pam, and it shows Jim and Karen leaving, and they're happy. It shows, and I, it was like so clearly the end of the episode. But I, I gotta say, I appreciate that they went with the I'm gonna kill. Jim I Halper. agree. I think that was a better... Because they couldn't put that after the, the montage. Right. Because that wouldn't really make sense. But to to put the montage in there would have really like killed it. It's like a cliffhanger. Yeah. And the montage was great, but it wasn't... Um, you We kind of already got everything we needed from the character, so... And it wasn't really a theme. That was the weird thing, is he was like, wow, what a weird night. I guess everyone gets what they want out of the night. It's like everyone that had completely different experiences had a... Yeah. I mean, you could put that yeah. at the end of every episode. Like, yeah. It's just like a, it was a really weak thing tying it all together. So yeah. I, I can definitely see why they cut it. Yeah. J.J. Abrams. Good good call on that. Yeah. yeah. His best work. That was, <laughs> I think so. Um, but it was a little bit derivative of the first Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, I, I love we get when into... you say a little bit derivative. It doesn't sound pretentious at all. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, his art was the best art of all year. <laughs> should we talk about Jim and Karen right now or should we talk about Michael and what's her name? Your call. Oh my gosh. These are, let's talk about Michael and Jan because this is a dynamic for sure. They're a dynamic duo. We're like learning Batman a lot. Exactly. Well, not exactly. We're learning a lot about their, well, mostly Jan because mm -hmm. we kind of know how Michael's going to, you know, be in a relationship. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines from Michael is when Jan hands him the contract and he signs it and then she gets it back and she's like, what's this over the eye? Yeah. And he's like, a heart, obviously. 
<laughs> it's like she knew what it was. She just yeah, had to hear this? it because she can't believe what's happening. Yeah, she can't believe that she's in a relationship with him, and I can't either. <laughs> That's true. I want to give a thing, which I want to call apologetics for Jan. <laughs> Serenity uh, for Jan. It's in defense of Jan. Oh, by the way, Serenity by Jan. Foreshadowed. Foreshadowed in this one with Michael shoving a vanilla scented <laughs> candle under her nose. Yeah. I thought that too. Yeah. But was that always in the episode? I, I don't ever remember that line. I like I, I didn't remember the that scene starting with that, the the sandals discussion. Maybe it wasn't on Netflix or I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm going crazy. Well, I mean, we do watch it with a closer eye. That's true. But I watched this episode two or three times on Netflix and I never heard that line until really? then. So <laughs> so I don't know, maybe not. But Jan is Michael's work boss. But that does not mean she can be his relationship boss, except now she has to because he is being so inappropriate all the time. And she has to bring the way she treats him at work to every aspect of her life. I'm not saying it's she's a victim because she's choosing to be in this relationship. But what a tough situation for her. Like, what a terrible thing to have to do. Yeah, especially at a party like this. Because, With her superiors. Yeah, and... it's so awkward. Yeah, when kicks off right away with uh jan introducing reintroducing michael to david wallace and michael he says yep how are you michael and michael says jan and i are lovers <laughs> it feels <laughs> so good, so good to, to, to finally say that out loud yeah that's not good what an hr nightmare yeah Whew. talk about dirty work for um toby to be doing yeah he's not gonna do their dirty work um yeah no more <laughs> What else? What else about these two? Well, so you know the love contract that Jan thinks was extremely embarrassing to hand him, which I would agree. Like to be like, I, I mean, it's Jan's fault. She shouldn't have been hooking up with Michael at all. And her, I think the most revealing part is her discussion about the upside and downside of dating Michael. Yeah, where she says that. The downside would be collapsing in on herself like a dying star. Because she's dating Michael Scott publicly. Which is foreshadowing as well, because that's exactly what happens. That's what's going to happen to all stars. Yeah, sad. Hey, now. Hopefully not the sun. The upside was overcoming her nausea, finding happiness, children, she mentions. And then self-loathing? Self-loathing? Getting rid of her self-loathing. Oh, getting rid of her self-loathing. I don't think that works out for her, though. No. But she can apparently limbo really low and... um, usually wants her privacy in the bathroom but in this time doesn't yeah a little window into their relationship that like michael is so needy that she has to tell him not to come into the bathroom (laughs) i thought this was where you like your privacy (laughs) there's no place to cuddle yeah he wants it all he wants the ketchup fights (laughs) the tickle fights the giggling he he knows nothing Uh, yeah he doesn't what is a ketchup fight Brian and I still haven't had ketchup fights. <laughs> I want it. I want it all. <laughs> just, I want the ketchup what if she fights. just came in here and squirted <laughs> the ketchup all over you? Yeah. I feel like to do a ketchup fight, you can't have a glass bottle. You're going to have a Roy and Kenny yeah, type that, situation. Yeah, that's not going to work. But Michael's also just an idiot. He's too early to this party. He thinks CFO is the initials of David Wallace. who's Common misconception. Letters do not include any of those letters. <laughs> the, the initials. Um, he doesn't know how to make potato salad. He didn't keep, 
he thinks that bringing it to this thing is cool. Like there's some moments where he shows that he's just like not cultured, like with the scotch and the potato salad, um, bringing it to a thing that like Jan is like, I like that they put that in later. He's like, did you bring dip? And Jan's like, I'm sure it's catered because she's like been to parties like this before. Yeah. It wouldn't be a potluck unless they told you it was a potluck. She's a lot more sophisticated. Yeah. And Michael should have known it was catered too because there's a catering crew there. That's, yeah. They saw him before they even went inside because that's why they had to switch clothes. <laughs> Yeah, the potato salad is brought up a couple times and um the second time is when he's talking about how uh Mrs. Wallace thinks that it was homemade and he wishes that he could make it. It's just mayo and potatoes. Also, I think there's something wrong with Jan. Yeah. And so it's when he realizes that um there's something going on and this might not be healthy. He's going to keep pursuing it, but no other options. Yikes. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's in a contract now, so... That's true. You can't and break that. That is the kind of the crazy part of this is immediately after it goes public, not good anymore. Not that it was good from the beginning, but... Yeah, we never really saw that much of it before either. No, we didn't. Which is interesting, because... I know, it kind of seems like it's not out of the blue, because, you know, they did go to Sandals, but... But Jan would kind of probably be like, get that documentary crew out of here, because this is secret, you know? yeah. Yeah, like she does true. on the elevator during Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, but also just Michael being kind of like a kid, like wanting to like show off his girlfriend and wanting a bagel bite. And the, I mean, that's the thing that Jan likes about him, too. So she's kind of caught in between a rock and a hard place is like she likes the degradation. Mm-hmm. So she likes that dynamic, but she also hates it at the same time. It's like he's like a unhealthy fetish for her yeah because the scene where michael is saying oh you got to come to sandals um she can limbo and all this stuff and then she's like pulls him away it's like excuse us for one moment and you think thinks, she's gonna yeah. go reprimand him and then she starts making out with him and yeah like, and like apparently she's so like turned on by that yeah. yeah that she's like ready to go in the bathroom already yeah that's weird so i mean he's right there is something wrong with jam but when he says i don't even know how to make potato salad i can't figure it out i wish i could make it that good it reminds me a lot of like this thing right he did he did right before this the forty year old virgin because there's a whole scene where he's describing how he made egg salad sandwich. Oh really? And he's like so I got the kutrama, the paprika, <laughs> I boiled the eggs, and you know, and then he's like just telling a really boring story about that. And he's like, and by the time I was done with it, I didn't even really want it. <laughs> he's like, plus I didn't have any bread. <laughs> that actually sounds good. Yeah. Um, not if it's been sitting out all day. And that was his reaction when. Jan says she feels sick to her stomach. He's like, you didn't have any of the potato salad, did you? I know. That's why it's even worse. It's because, like, first off, he thought it might get bad if it were open. But then, like, if someone's sick, he's like, oh, my God, you must have eaten some of my salad, which is clearly poisoned. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Well, yeah, you do. You <laughs> he know. knew by the end. Yeah, so. you know. <laughs> and he might be wrong because, you know, a lot of those foods hold up a lot better. It's not like they're going to make you sick if they've just been warmed up for a little yeah, while. Yeah, but potato salad is actually one of the worst. Is it? Yeah, because it's got all the ingredients in there that it probably has eggs in it and it has the mayo. Well, mayo has eggs in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, I, I think it would probably, it could be okay. But <laughs> the fact that he is sure it's not okay makes it even worse. Like, yeah. Because he's like, he's wrong. Or, you know, maybe he's right about it. I, I don't know. Maybe a lot of the guests got sick. Maybe just no one ate it because, like, it's sitting in a Tupperware dish next to all these, like, silver serving trays. Yeah. And, like, with shrimp, mm. you know, like, what do you. Good food. Yeah. Yeah. 
even though they didn't deviant it, which is look. Yeah, that's gross. I feel like you don't really see shrimp with that. I feel like I could be wrong about this, but I feel like in the 90s, you would see shrimp with that line on it all the time. I agree. And I then, remember that. And from I remember it was like childhood. Of, yeah. Only. It was like trivia that that was like feces. It came out, you know? Yeah. And then since then, I've never seen that. I've never seen someone serving a shrimp that was not a whole shrimp, you know, that like you had to, like you could maybe need to do it. Like they tell you at the store. But even the whole ones, a lot of times they'll like cut it open in the back just to do that part. But they're always like split in the back now. So I wonder when the public learned that, even though it was clearly, because I, I mean, even the fact that it's called a vein, I'm sure that people thought it was like a vein. Yeah, I know. Before. And, yeah. And it is just feces. I mean, it's the Lord Digestive Tract. But I mean, it's probably, I don't know. It's probably not even, it's probably not that bad to eat it. Yeah. I think we should eat more animals poop, actually. <laughs> Especially shrimp. Oh, because shrimp are bottom feeders, it's going to have a little more muddy taste, you could say, like catfish. Speaking of poop, bottom feeders. Let's talk about Dwight and then and then talk about our our uh, guys, a guy and gal, the other one. Dwight K. Schrute. Although he shouldn't really be there because he's not the assistant. Well, I guess he is. He's he's not the assistant manager, but he is the plus one of Michael. Yeah. Because Jam would be in there anyway. Yeah, that's true. So. Jim brought Karen, who I guess you could could conceivably be like. Why was Jim invited? Because he's the ARM. Oh. Because well, I mean, you would think, right? Or maybe he's the top salesman or something. He was invited. Hmm. No, Dwight's the top salesman. Oh. It seems like uh, I mean, like he was invited. Maybe maybe uh, David Wallace is like grooming him or something. But I mean, like Jan and David put him in the second position on purpose. So. So I think they probably just sent him an invite for that reason. Uh, um, Dwight and Michael have already been to this house, though. To uh, I know, and it him. looks so different. Yeah, you don't see. You yeah, don't like really a see full the front, shot, but yeah. And you don't see the golden retriever. Yeah, died. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Dwight's character in this is a little bit unbelievable, more than normal. Okay. Just the up on the roof. Yeah, that was like well, they put it too far. Like, it's like too much. How did he get up on the roof? And he's like he threw the like grill off the top and is kicking the fireplace. And then that also makes David Wallace unbelievable because he doesn't say anything. Like yeah, hey, hey, what the heck are you doing? What are you, up there? What are you, yeah, just ask what are you doing on my roof and why are you taking parts of it of the chimney off? Yeah, it's good, and it's a fair question. It is a, a fair question and. And then in the kid's bedroom, it's just a little like, it's a little too far. Because I thought it was a really funny narrative to have him asking like the square footage, like Mm -hmm. these old colonials, you know, they're great if they're made well or whatever. But it is funny because he like asked for what sounds like a house tour. But then he's like, let's start with the banisters. Yeah. (laughs) He's like trying to like bend them. Because a normal person would just ask for, oh, can I see a tour of your beautiful home? Yeah. How much did this cost? (laughs) Right. That's what yeah, Michael also no no uh gauge on that. But it's funny because Michael calls him out, that's inappropriate. And then he says that. <laughs> and then Jim's face. Jim wants to die. <laughs> um yeah, so he trades jackets, no question, you know, it's this crisis averted because Michael's not gonna be embarrassed. And then when he's like, I don't think your shirt's gonna fit me, Michael says, I don't care. <laughs> he's okay yeah. with that. So he is really doing a good job of supporting Michael at that time. But uh yeah, the sitting in the son's room. I think that's a really funny scene. I like when he's like the rocking chair, you know, I want one. I, and I just love the line. I was here when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's, 
It's so good. And yeah. That is the same kid that we see later playing the second song on the Oh, that's drum right. Kit. It's the same kid. Just like I Meredith's son he's... comes back later to strip. I want to say he's um I want to say he's one of the producer's sons. Hmm. I read that somewhere. Something. Cool. Anyway. And also, that kid is total red hair. You know, I don't cutie. know. Cutie. He's he's a cutie. He is, but is he either of their kids? <laughs> Maybe he's adopted. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, adopted Maybe a ginger. Maybe he got in a ketchup fight. <laughs> uh, in his hair? Yeah. And it stuck like mm-hmm. that? Exactly. I've always heard about that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Jim and Karen, unless you have anything else for Dwight. No. Jim and Karen, they're like the perfect couple. They're oh, really? They're so cute. It's so... You don't think so? Okay. Well, I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I just think it's so cute how they're like joking around. Um, she's like kind of taking a cue from him playing the prank and totally gets him um, by saying that she's dated everyone at the party and then pranks him again by saying, actually, you're my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just seem to have a really good time. They look cute. She's nice. I don't know. Wow. I have a totally different read on oh, this. Oh, interesting. Okay, let me I mean, hear. I don't think they're the worst couple in the world or anything. Or but worse than Jan and Michael. Or Pam and Roy. <laughs> yeah, they're but the best. Best in couple. I mean, the I, bar's low. Number one couple, I'm going to say, is David Wallace and his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, because Karen's prank about joking people, I think it's cool that she's pranking. But this actually like reminds me more of like the thing earlier where she's like pretending to get drunk. Where it's oh, like, kind like of manipulative? Fake, yeah, like fake emotions and stuff like that. And the prank is only funny like right at the end, which is like, or and I guess maybe that's how all pranks are. But it's not like a prank that's endless. Like it's the prank is that Jim gets more and more uncomfortable at a party until yeah. he finds out it's fine. So I don't know. It's not the worst prank. I think it's kind of a good idea for one, but it's not as, as like n- nice as, I don't know. I don't know if that's the kind of prank you should do on your partner as much. Yeah, especially at like a party like this. Um, you know, when he's going out to shoot hoops with the CFO. Yeah. He's kind of trying to succeed. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's not like Jim does nice pranks to Dwight. That's true, but he's not dating Dwight. <laughs> that's true, thank God. He does them to Dwight because Dwight's annoying as hell sometimes. Yeah, I, I see your point. But, and the other thing is, I don't know, I guess it's just, like, a personal thing is because, like, I'm the type of person that when people say things, I, like, tend to believe them for a second. Especially if it's someone that I, like, trust, and I can often be, like, gotten at least for a few seconds like that. Good to know. Well, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) But anyway, you know, so it's like, uh, so I don't know, like, even the last one where it's like, no, you're my first, and then he's just like. It's like he's she's taking advantage. I guess oh, I'm trying to articulate this correctly. It would be that their prank is based on the I the mean, trust, right? So like that's the problem with Pam and Roy. Like they can't have a good relationship unless they're honest, and so they have to you know be honest. And this is like the same thing. It, it's it's like the the whole basis of the prank is why would I lie to you about something like serious ish? Because we're like in a trusting relationship. But then it's like, nah, the joke was I was lying all along about all of those things. Yeah. And, then, and it's like really she's really good at lying. Like uh, yeah. I you believe her too. Like, you know, first watch, I would believe her. Like, yeah, it's pretty believable that she dated a couple of people because she's, you know, really nice and pretty and Yeah. But And she like drives him to like his breaking point after like the fifth person where he has to become like a like mild 
like sledgehammer or something like that. But it's like yeah. it's totally earned because that is a lot of people at this one party yeah. to have dated. And then also she was lying about it. So it's like she makes him like have to be a worse person to like even find out it's a prank. And he's like trying to be supportive and that's the other thing like even well it's even before when she, i like, knew you so it's fine yeah and she like says oh you're kind of my first that's like a thing you would be like confessing and it's like ah just kidding like i don't know it seems yeah. like a little bit mean to me but then on the flip side i think jim should have invited karen to go play some hoops with her and with him and david wallace because that's like a like a trick up the corporate ladder and i think it's kind of like all the way back to the sports analogies and stuff um where you know, like, like the, like, that's a way that women can feel left out. Yeah, that's true. Not that I know that Karen knows how to play basketball. Like, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. But, you know, but, but it, if he had invited her, it would have been kind of a fun thing for them to do as a couple. They could have both escaped this party instead of him just leaving her there. Yeah. Like, to this party he didn't even want to go to, and she's this plus one. So I think he should have invited her. Not, neither of those things are like, like, what a terrible person, but in both of them didn't. Didn't uh, deliver. Rub me the right way. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I feel like we didn't get to see the drive there or the drive back. And maybe it would have gone differently had mm-hmm. we seen that, you know? True. We like, would have thought differently about, I mean, either way, you know? And even in the deleted scene where they're saying, what a crazy night. And then like him and Karen are leaving and they're like laughing and, yeah. and, and like holding each other. And it's like, oh, I guess they just had a lot of fun. Yeah. But that's not in the the regular cut that i'm used to saying so yeah but yeah i I do think that would have that would have helped but it just seems a little bit different to me like even when jim and pam are dating they don't prank each other like that yeah it's a pretty you're right it is a pretty intense prank pretty like manipulative yeah but it is super funny i think it'd be funny to do to someone that doesn't trust you (laughs) (laughs) um okay great i think we're all done with this episode do you think yeah sure oh let's let's go to our uh, agents in the field uh, okay. At, at uh at right they're live now at Chili's. Uh, it's uh on the off five on location. And it's uh we've got who do we have out there? Nathan, Addie, and former guest of the podcast, Brienne. And then our wonderful server Rhonda. Yeah. All right. Uh how are you guys doing out there? What are you guys doing? Hey Addie and Nathan in the studio. This is Nathan and Addie and also Brienne in Chili's in our segment on Chili's on location. We've just eaten here. Uh, we had the baby back ribs. And what did you have? I had a just bacon burger, but don't let the name fool you. It, it has other things on it. Uh, baby back ribs smothered in original sauce. It was originally something else, and it was good. So, overall, I think this was the best night of any of our lives <laughs> don't forget the the main thing that we had which was presidente margaritas that's true how was your presidential margarita it was really good it was very presidential i got barbecue sauce on my phone all right we're signing off <laughs> sorry about your phone all right well thanks for that great update and now let's do our rating and our dundee Oh, we have to do our Finer Things Club. Is there anything left? Is there anything we didn't touch on? Uh, that's what I was thinking. I don't think that there is. I think that... Um, oh, there's one thing. Okay. And this is a quote that I use a lot, actually. It's mm-hmm. um, when Michael asks Pam to smell his breath. She says, absolutely not. And then Dwight says, I'll do it. 
and then he does a and then Dwight says good not great <laughs> I love that I do too and there's something else I noticed this time not only does Michael do a you also hear Dwight doing a he's like snorting his breath crazy that's a true friend and they're like right in the face oh my god I love it uh, when Dwight's in the kids' room, the rocking chair, and he says, "What is this oak?" and he says, "I don't know." And he's, "What do you know?" And then the kid sits up, <laughs> like, "Excuse this- me, <laughs> you're in my room." But I just love the, "What do you know?" That would suck to be that kid. There's a party going on downstairs, and then you're just stuck up in bed. Yeah, kind of an older kid to have to go to bed that early. But, yeah, but uh, it's so funny. It's like, oh my god, that mold. Ma- that man's there. Hopefully, he's not going to do anything. No, never mind. There's also a camera crew in my room. <laughs> Guess I'll be Watching fine. Watching me sleep. Did they, Hello. Did they mic me up while I was sleeping? Yeah, what? <laughs> like a little lapel mic on him. Lavalier. Here. You won't feel a thing. I ain't going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, Put his hand in a cup of warm water or something. <laughs> this is going to be hard to give out a Dundee. That's what she said. <laughs> Wait, what was the... So Jan does, does a that's what she said joke. And I don't love the joke she made. Why is this so hard? But I do love the, oh my God, what am I saying? <laughs> She's like, he's already in her. Yeah. That's, that's what, what she, she said. said. Jinx. Um, yeah, you have to buy me a Coke. <laughs> Dendi? Is that what we're doing first? Yeah. Okay. You know what I was thinking? In our older episodes, like lately we've just been giving out the Dendi to the person we think is the best in the episode. But before, we would just, like, give out little fun ones for, like, more minor things. Okay. We don't have you to change it, that, but I was just, I just like noticed just, that. Yeah, like, um, it doesn't have to be... Well, that is the true nature of the Dundee. Yeah, it's, like, it's just, like, whatever you can celebrate that person for that's, like, notable. It doesn't have to... Because I feel like we're getting integrated of our... Like, not a rub, but we're giving it to the best people because they're the best people. And so they're, they do the best things every episode. You're it, right. And so it's always, like... Jim or Pam or like maybe like one of the mind characters if they do something. Oh, Jenkins. (laughs) That beautiful, beautiful man. (laughs) (laughs) Lamb. Were you going to say lamb? (laughs) Um, All right. I'm going to I'm going to give my Dundee out. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. It's going to go to the CFO of Dunder Mifflin, David Wallace. Rats. Really? Is that what you're going to say? Oh, it's because he's athletic and he's going to escape the party and he's gonna hang out with the coolest dude there which is jim halpert uh he is so cool mm-hmm. i would love to hang out with jim halpert and shoot some hoops yeah i'm gonna give mine to mrs cfo Ooh, whatever her name is mrs wallace yeah mrs wallace uh because if she took her his last name true because she seemed like she was the one that kind of was setting up for the party she was there before david um because david was probably at work but also, she's there the whole party. She doesn't abandon the party. Uh, so that's why she's better. Yeah. There and you go. I just like the the moral fiber of her to like be able to put up with Dwight asking if her purrs are real and everything. And like, she does such a good job of being she's a, a host. hostess. She's with a hostess. She really is. She does a great, a great job of putting, uh, of just like making everyone feel welcome. And she's classy. She's got like an, a nice white button down, some classy red lipstick. She doesn't even say a single rude thing to Michael while he shows up early, delivers his food. She's no. like accommodating. Oh, did, she's asking people, did you try his? I like, know. Like, it's like, she just like, she seems like a really wonderful person. Yeah, she is. So um, I'm going to 
say yeah hostess with mostess what's david wallace's dundee called we also haven't been naming our dundies lately I um the shooting hoops dundee that's right oh yeah he's athletic athletic yeah shooting hoops shooting hoops i love it okay and let's rate this episode on our patented scale you don't have to rip the label off it's seven points okay i got mine okay me too okay three Three, two two, one one. pretzel Pretzel day Day. yes we always we never get to argue i know we don't argue very much and you know i gotta say sometimes we don't agree (laughs) we don't agree on everything okay cool well i guess we don't really need to say it we've already described but i know you love episodes that are out of the office that are what oh out yeah field trip episodes you just like hate the office so much well i just like you're like every other show that's not at the office (laughs) (laughs) one to get out of dunder mifflin um i just like this episode a lot because it's like just like an original you Mm -hmm. know oh that's true and i also like it because it's um got a cliffhanger Mm -hmm. this was a good a good one for yeah the big moment at the end but also just like Good character stuff. I, I like that uh, Jim and Karen weren't the focus, but they still had good stuff to do. They're all, you know, they're in sec. I think they're in separate places, but like a a good chunk of the people are there. You know, like exactly. six named characters are at that party, so you get to like really care what they're doing. Yeah, you know, or like main or minor characters, and then yeah. and then seeing poor Richards this is the first time we've actually seen the inside of it. Yeah, uh, probably not really it then, but you know. Yeah, but, but that LA, is so- a real place. Yeah, poor Richards is real, but I'm guessing this is like someplace in L.A. Yeah, where they had a fat tire sign. Right. True. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it was it was a fun episode, and it had like some of that uncomfortable stuff, and just like little wacky, not too wacky. Some people were a little too wacky, but and then we get to see the three um, major relationships develop or undevelop. That's right. Yeah. Unravel. Unravel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was it. That was the end of the episode. Go to the Finer Things Club, our Facebook group. Uh, go to email us at the podcast at gmail.com. Oh, let me do the review. And you can go to our Instagram page to see photos of us outside of the office. What's the handle? The Podcast at Instagram. Okay. And I want to read a review. As you may or may not know, we read all the reviews we get, good or bad, uh, as part of this segment called I Think I Hold Up Very Well to Even Severe Scrutiny. Did we get a bad one? Well, this one's by Girl Reading, and it's called Fave Podcast. So no. Oh, geez. When I decided I wanted to find an office podcast, I found a list of 10 recommended ones and downloaded the same episode of each, which I think is a great strategy. That is. I wonder which one it was. Hopefully it wasn't the big time, <laughs> the sex oh, and the yeah. city one. Yeah, I wanted to see what each place did of when they did their uh, novelty review of <laughs> the sex and the city. Um, what, what episode did we do for our, for our test podcast? It was the career fair. Yeah. Job fair. Job fair. We should think of a way of releasing that somehow to like, not on the main feed, but like maybe somewhere so that people that want to hear it can hear it. Because we did an episode the very first time we recorded to just we weren't playing that's why we started way later just to like uh just to get our feet under yeah and we didn't even know each other no i who are you (laughs) addy as i started listening to them i quickly narrowed it down to two that i liked Ooh. i wonder what the other one was some other ones i couldn't even get through five minutes of that's right you (laughs) 
<laughs> no. I enjoy this one a lot because there are two hosts, which works better for reviewing a TV show. Uh, they've clearly, Even if they agree on everything. Yeah, they don't, no differing opinions. <laughs> Except for about Jim and Karen. <laughs> they've clearly watched The Office several times, although probably not as many times as me. Wow. All right, Office off. <laughs> Let's watch the See how many times we can watch it in in, in 10 hours. (laughs) Because they can reference episodes across all seasons offhand. I even sometimes discover things I hadn't noticed through the podcast and sometimes get insights into how others interpret scenes. Most of all, I just find them fun to listen to and laugh along with them. The audio quality is really good and their voices are pleasant, i.e. not annoying. Boom. That's right. (laughs) They've done. They've also done a good job of editing some things that didn't work. Early in the podcast, they had a couple segments that went on too long and didn't add much of interest to the show, but they've trimmed those so most of the time is spent their discussion of the show. That's awesome. And I would like to do a shout out to the editor of this podcast, the editor-in-chief, the CEO. I, uh, I think she was referencing us editing the segments, but thank I you. Know, I but, appreciate that. But, but... Thank you. <laughs> I want to thank my kids. <laughs> this was my first this this review goes on though oh i thought we were done this was my first foray into the podcast world and now i'm concerned i won't find anything i like as much when this is done this show really helps sitting in traffic to be more bearable so i hope you're happy that i re-downloaded the apple podcast player just to review your show that's really nice thank you so much girl reading it's really nice to hear that people are able to make things like their commute or their work more bearable and I don't know. That was just a really nice review. We're changing lives here. That's true. With the off five. Yeah, thanks for reviewing. That really means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bashful. Well, I just think that, you know, even on a day that I'm super hungover, I love to record the off five because we get really good reviews and people really appreciate the work that we put into it. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Any final words? I'm going to kill Jim Halpert. (gasps) (laughs) And also go to the Office Super Fan Festival that's happening in Philadelphia. They've announced the dates. Uh, July 2020. July 24th to 26th, 2020 in Scranton, Pennsylvania. We are planning on going and uh, go support them because they're not being affiliated with NBC, but they are going to try to get some cast members and stuff. They, they said they've got some new announcements. There's going to be like merch booths and things. But this is like by the fans for the fan festival so so they uh they do need your support and just think about how much fun it will be to go and just see everyone wearing office t-shirts quoting the office make some new friends from all across the country and just like have office vibes i don't know yeah i know it'll be really cool and you might be able to meet us too you definitely can if you want to i'll be wearing a hat of goofy (laughs) <laughs> for some reason i haven't planned my outfit yet okay but <laughs> she'll be wearing a uh fashion she'll be, i think addy will be dressed just like the servants <laughs> <laughs> we should both dress a like michael tie. dressed like the, uh, the servants in this episode <laughs> be like, that would be so funny and then carrying a, a bun uh like a like a, a stone oaks sterno can or, oh yeah yeah yeah